This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And here's our question today, Pastor Michael. How do I care for myself when I'm serving, giving, and loving sacrificially? What do you say? So this relates back to episode 58, where we asked the question, um, if agape love trusts, hopes, and endures all things, how can I love without being wounded? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the one of the motives of this question is, you know, as a Christian, we want to give our first, we want to give our best for the benefit of other people. We want to sacrifice um, because love, agape love, this New Testament word for love is sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And so um, one of the, um, I think from that whole sermon series on love that just stuck out to me was this line of, if anything should be said about me, let it be said that I was loving. Mm -hmm. Like for me, that was like my big takeaway. Like I want when I'm 85 years old and I die and there's some funeral, um, I want to get to a point between this day and that day where they say he 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 literally gave his best mm-hmm. for the joy and benefit of other people. Um, so how do you do this and not die inside? And, um, and so agape love, um, very simply, it requires vulnerability and it invites wounds and people who well who love well have a lot of battle scars. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just the hard it's reality. Just happen. And what we do is sometimes we we love hard, we get hurt and so we hide. We cover ourselves up, we protect ourselves. And um, agape love doesn't do that. Agape love starts over. Mm-hmm. And it reopens up our chest, it reveals our heart and it, and, and and honestly it's easily wounded. And so what we find with people who love well is they cry a lot. Mhm. And then they start over. Now, it doesn't mean they're dumb. It just means they, they're they very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's a very special place to be. And so uh, I want to read you a couple passages, and I'll share some thoughts. Um, Ephesians 5, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. 1 Corinthians 13, 7, Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. Great passages. First John four nineteen. We love because he first loved us. Jesus gave his first. He gave his best for our benefit. And so that's that's our commission. So is this easy? No, it's, no. it's our aspiration. It's not easy. It's our aspiration. So I have particularly three concerns for American Christians. Number one, we're wimps. <laughs> Americans, I mean, we are, I'm going to put myself in here. We're far too concerned with life being easy. We avoid pain. We avoid hurt. We avoid burnout. Like it's a plague. And sometimes loving well requires everything you have until you are empty. And then you need God to come in and supernaturally fill you. And you think to yourself, somebody might be saying, pastor, that is abusive and you're just exploiting and taking advantage of people. Well, welcome to life, Mm -hmm. not the exploiting part, but the giving your best until you have nothing. So have you ever been someone's full-time caretaker? 
Have you ever had to take care of a disabled child who's going to die when they're about 14 or 15 years old and they can't wipe their butt or feed themselves or do anything for themselves? Have you ever take care of a mom or a dad full time and you don't want to put them in hospice because you know the conditions of the places around where they live are going to be not good for them? You want to be faithful because they gave their best to you, mm-hmm. right? I mean, have you ever had to be a young mom and raise a kid um, screaming at you and yelling at you and keeping you in up and breastfeeding every three hours or more and then not being able to do that well. I mean, life is hard and there are circumstances that come in and they require us to give our best. And you know what happens? Burnout. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm going to say there are a number of relationships in your life that are going to require burnout. They're going to require burnout because they're based on a promise. You promise to give your best no matter how hard it is. And some of those relationships, like some of the marriages of the people listening, their husband or their wife aren't giving them anything. And they're still giving their best, even though they get nothing in return. And it's exhausting. And so I would say on on the front end, Americans are wimps. Christians are wimps. And so like we, we have to get used into, in some seasons of our life that could last for years, by the way, or decades, Mm -hmm. um, being empty and trusting that his grace in those moments is sufficient. So concern number two, um, we tend toward burnout because of ambition and not for love. Uh, we, I would much rather burn out because I'm loving somebody that I made a promise to than because I'm working 80 hours a week trying to build an empire and a name and a financial reserve for myself mm-hmm. to create a false sense of security and identity. Mm-hmm. So when I talk to most people, they're tired, not because they're loving well, but it's because they're way too ambitious. Their personal ambition far exceeds their personal love. And so that would be, you know, you know, my work needs me. I need more money. If I just work harder, we'll have it made. You know, everybody needs me. No, they don't. No. You know who needs you? The people you made promises to. Mm-hmm. Work is a means to those end, not a mean to your own ends. I mean, that's a huge difference. Um, a third concern I have. We have arbitrary thresholds that prevent us from actually giving our best. And so um, we've talked about this at church quite a bit, but um, you go to somebody and say, um, what's the farthest you could run? Three miles. Well, what if I had a gun to your children's head? 40 miles, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we set these incredibly low thresholds that as soon as we experience pain, we're like, oh, I give up. It's too hard, right? We have way more capacity to endure than most of us even begin to realize. And even when we think we've hit our limits, we have more. And we, what we call burnout is I need a nap, Okay. You know what I mean? Or I need a week off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I need to go on vacation. That's not burnout. That's called working hard. That's Mm -hmm. called giving your best. Try being a farmer, working six days a week and getting one day Sabbath. In America, we get two. Crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyways, I'm heated about this. I don't know why, but anyways. uh, I want to give some helpful counsel at this point. Um, Number one, every season demands something very different from us. Seasons of care for needy, they can be long and leave you empty. And I just want you to hear me if you're in this because I can think of like 10 people off the top of my head who are wiped. God's grace is sufficient for you. Amen. And you are exhausted, not because of ambition, because of love. And I think the Holy Spirit um, loves what you're doing, is sustaining you. And if you need help, um, use your local church and make your needs known so that the church can come around you and lighten that if possible. And if it's not possible, God's grace is sufficient for you. Amen. Um, Seasons of physical and suffering, I mean, they can endure a lifetime. And especially if you're the one in it, you need to be loved. And there might be people in your life 
who are exhausted caring for you. And you might be embarrassed, but you know what? God's grace is sufficient for you and the person caring for you. Seasons of busyness at work. I just, I want to give grace to people who have to work a lot. I Mm -hmm. get it. There are seasons and it can be exhausting. And that is part of the rhythm of life. Work is, is hard. And I just want to look at you and say, God's grace is sufficient for you. And that's not a cute little slogan that we throw around. God's grace is sufficient. It is biblical and it is true. Always, always. Uh, Second piece of advice, ceasing to serve your family and church because of busyness is usually unnecessary. Um, Tons of people stop serving because life is busy. Well, typically life is busy because you've chosen busyness. I think this is just interesting. Why does God always get taken out first? He's always the one that we can like stop serving first. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I guess I know the answer because we abuse the ones that we know love us the most, right? So uh, number three, we're created to be happier when we do serve and we give our best. It's just the rhythm of life. Like enjoy, enjoy that, right? Number four, grace abounds for those exhausted. Uh, Again, we said it's not a cliche, but um, grace abounds. I find most people are exhausted, most, not all, because of ambition and sin. Or when they just pull back and they're all alone, they need to be surrounding themselves with people who love them, can support them, can surround them with God's love, speaking truth into their life, surrounding them in a time when they're giving their lives away for the good of others or someone who cannot reinvest back in their own life. They need to have someone investing in theirs. So the final piece of advice and really everything we've said has been just preparatory leading for this, you know, your personal relationship with God is so vital. Mm -hmm. It's just essential. And uh, I know, I know it's a Christian cliche. You're supposed to read your Bible and pray and serve, right? Get it. But it's true. It's true. It's like, I understand if I want to be healthy, I actually have to eat food and shower, right? (laughs) That's what reading your Bible and praying is to like living, you know, like, ah, I go to the dentist and I have cavities every time, you know, God, you know, why do you do this to me? Well, you didn't brush your teeth for three years. Mm -hmm. So of course. So we want really all the perks that God offers without doing the very things he says. Here's how you get these. And I have found that people who have intimacy with God, A, they fight for it. B, they are protected in incredible ways from burnout. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen, but it takes a lot longer for it to happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think part of this is when you have an intimate, growing relationship with God, um, one of the things it actually does is it shifts your motives. And so some people, they serve and serve and serve and serve, and they really have bad motives, you know, uh, or they serve in replacement of their intimacy with God, which is only going to tear you down, right? But when you build your life on the solid foundation of intimacy with God, a relationship with God, here's what you will find. Serving is easier. Burnout comes much slower mm-hmm. and everything is better. Doesn't mean then- it's easier, but it's better. Thank you, Pastor Michael, for that answer. Listeners, don't forget you can submit your questions to our podcast by going to our church website, vcob.org, and just click on the link that says Q&A podcast question. Please join us next time when we answer the question, so why 400 years of God's silence? No prophets before the birth of Christ. Christ.